Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. So not only are we doing new cars recently, we're also going to try out new recorders. New recorders. (laughs) And we're going to see how this goes. Um, So who knows how this is going to sound. Hopefully you don't pick up just like all car noise and and rain noise and no talking noise. I mean, hopefully I'll be able to cut it out if it shows up on the thing. But we'll see. We'll see. It is raining. It's a lovely, lovely evening to go driving to a ritual, but here we are. Yeah, I packed my car last night, so I guess I probably don't need the firewood because I don't think we're going to be standing up in the rain for a ritual. Hey, I dressed for it. I brought my uh, waterproof jacket, so maybe. You never know. I do know because it's... We're, it's song moon, and I'm not bringing my guitar out in the rain. Ah, uh, yes, that so. does that does put a damper on it, I suppose. Well, not really a it damper, would. exactly it would a damper. If we were yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. So, but we're a little bit late on an episode this week, but that is partly because you went somewhere. I did last week, uh-huh. and you had fun. Yeah, it was amazing. Good. Where'd you go? I went to the Harvest Nights Gathering, I think is the I think that's collective right. noun they use. But I went to Harvest Nights. It's in Connecticut, um, which is a solid 12 hours one-way trip. Yep. Um, uh, Mike, our, our theme song person, uh, was my co-pilot, which was really nice. Who you heard last week. Oh, you did release it. Good. I did. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it was a really, really good trip. I know it would probably make some people a little crazy, but the the current location, because they've kind of bounced between a couple of different camps, yeah, like uh, Girl Scout, Boy Scout, 4-H-E, kid camp things, yeah. um, their current location literally has no cell service. Like, I have to walk to the top of the hill to make my phone say anything other than SOS. Um, I mean, that has a certain charm. So, it was what I needed that weekend, was to just disconnect from a lot of the outside and actually have, like, a solid retreat kind of experience. Um, so, it was, it like, it was really nice. I could see how that could be problematic. Um, but, I mean, it didn't seem to bother too many people other than us being like, oh, I was going to look up to tell you about this thing, and uh, I can't, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a little amazing how much 
some of our presentations have come to rely on the ability to grab a Google Doc or yeah, oh, no, send I, someone to I one. I knew I wouldn't have service, so I prepped my presentation beforehand and just had it loaded on my computer. Excellent. And then gave people, I was like, take a picture of the QR code and... Look at it later. Look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, it was it was really good. Um, I, my favorite thing probably about Harvest Nights is that so many of the workshops are, like, hands-on, let's create something. Um, so, like, this year we blended teas. Yeah. Like, actually got to sit and blend them. We um, made prayer beads and wrote prayers to go with them. We, um, I, we had to leave before one of the workshops, but it was a, um, like a cross-stitching workshop that you could do with anything that uses that kind of square grid. So like perler beads or cross-stitch or, um, even like corner-to-corner crochet you could probably do. Uh, but it was, it was making like altar type things and uh, Kathleen had made patterns for um, Ian Corrigan's Three Kindreds sigils so like there was a shining one and uh, the little snaky nature spirit dude and the Punisher ancestor (laughs) (laughs) face that is one way to describe it yes Uh, but so I just, I love how hands-on everything is. And then because it's a, like a small, smaller festival, right? Um, everything is just so community oriented. Um, and like building the, the, I don't want to say temporary community, but like the community in situ. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of, kind of thing. Um. And that's been, that's been the case for the, gosh, decade that I've been going? Yeah. I've been going a while. Um, but, like, the location they pick always tends to be one that has, um, like, one, it, it's in as few buildings as possible. So, like, this one was in just one lodge, mm-hmm. um, and there were... Uh, like sleeping quarters upstairs with your typical like camp beds and then there were um there was like a common a common room that had like a big dining room table and we had a couple fold-out tables that we brought out just for more space and then a kitchen nice and like so it was just very like you're spending all that time just with each other um and but it's also like it's nestled in nature so if you need to like get away from people you can go get away from people and like there was a a fire pit just up the hill a little bit um, which is where like we did we did ritual and we did we did a meditation round table like what is meditation kind of thing and talked about techniques and it was just it's lovely good I'm glad I'm glad that it was a good time I wish that I could have gone but alas I had scheduling Scheduling issues yet again that yeah. year. So, um, but that has been happening the last couple of years, um, and that's fine. I will get back eventually. Yeah. Because I too have been going for many, many years. I've been to many of those camps, and one of the things that I really like about that kind of close communal 
experience is that everything, like you share meals, you've got a lot of shared space. It's just, it's really good for getting to know people. It's yeah. a great first time festival because there's not so a lot like, of people. It's what I really liked about Midnight Flame and Trillium to, yeah. you know, other smaller festivals that it just things are closer together but this one is even more because it's it's in New England in either October or November so it's cold so you're you want to be inside which means you're you're spending 36 hours just with other people which Mike made a comment on the like as we were getting ready to leave he's like did we really just spend 24 hours in a car to spend 36 hours with people and I was like yeah because <laughs> we love them. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. So, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that I recall about making that drive and, and having that experience of that festival is that because of the timing of it, you get to watch the seasons change, which, you know, our festival season... We were a season, little early this year, so we didn't quite get to see the full change, like the full New England fall leaf colors. Yeah. Um, but we were close. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things by bookending with Trillium and Harvest Nights, yep. which is something that I really hope I get to do next year. Uh, between those two festivals, with Trillium coming back and Harvest Nights, um, hopefully being available on my schedule. Um, with Trillium, you get to go out and watch the spring come in. Yeah. And with Harvest Nights, you get to go out and watch the, the autumn come in. Yeah. 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 And it's it's a really beautiful bookend, these two ADF festivals. And I, I love it. I really do. It's a great experience. Yeah. I also like so like driving out to New England from where we are in Columbus, um, sometimes we've taken the New York Thruway and sometimes we've driven for hours and hours and hours across Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. And so, like, this year we did, we took Pennsylvania both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was because we had, we stayed with, uh, we broke up the first half of the trip, like, the, the way there, into two days. So we only drove six hours each day. Yeah. Which was nice. Um, but also, it meant that we, like, got to hop in and out of, our GPS was decided we needed to hop in and out of small towns all the way across Pennsylvania, which was just lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. The, the drive experience is, is wonderful. It, it was much of, better than taking 80 yeah. all the way across or seven, whatever it is we take all the way across. It was much better to hop in and to take state routes and stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I Obviously, being on a podcast like this, I, I, I have always loved the, the process of driving to and from festivals and finding little weird stuff along the way. And it becomes an adventure on its own. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing when you can make that happen and your, your GPS cooperated in this particular case. And I like that. There was one point where Mike's like, do you have highways turned off? I was like, I don't think so. I didn't. It just decided that that's how we were traveling. Okay. Well, maybe it was avoiding traffic. You never know. Yeah, who knows? But it was it was a really lovely drive, and like, I I maybe it's the Midwesterner in me coming out, but I really love long road trips. Yeah. Um, I really love them. Yeah, they are 
wonderful things. I, I enjoy them as well. So, what was uh, what was the ritual like? Um, let's see. What did we do? Oh, so Kathleen gave a lovely workshop on um, like how to write. How how do you make the magic happen in the magic parts of ritual? Um, and we talked about how you visualize things, and if you have uh, aphantasia, like. How do you know the gates have opened? How do you know the waters have blessing in them? Um, and just like the varieties of language that people use um, in ADF to do each of those types of like magicy stuff in the rituals. Um, and so we, she had um, people do parts that they hadn't tried before because we had talked about them which was really great. Um, but I think my favorite part of the ritual was I um, did a tandem symbol cast with Mike for the for the omen. Yeah. Um, he had never done tandem scene before, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> that is always exciting. <laughs> but um, I don't often cast, like where you take a handful of symbols and you throw them, right? Yeah. So I don't often do that. But I, it's one of the things I enjoy when I know the other person is going to use a symbol set. Because then you can literally read them in relation to each other. Um, based on, like, where they land on the ground, what is face up and face down. Um, it, I think it's more dynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also, like, even though he had never done a tandem, a tandem seership thing before... It's really cool when you, you know that you have enough like you work enough with someone in other things that like and you trust them as a seer that you throw the stuff on the ground and I mean both of us like immediately were like once we explained to each other what the different symbols meant right because I don't read Oom and he doesn't read Greek alphabet and we both like immediately oh there's our meaning like together um, and like very quickly agreed on what the shared the shared meaning was and what the omen as a whole was mm-hmm so like that was that was really cool. I I enjoyed that a lot. Um, we should talk about tandem reading sometime because you and I have done that as well. Yeah, and yeah. it might be a might be a fun. We should. I enjoy. Go. I really enjoy doing it. I'll add that to our uh, list. Do it. I will say also that even if you're running a ritual that is like air quotes a big deal, like say the main rite at a festival, um, if things don't go as planned and you have to suddenly switch locations, that's okay. Um, we were waiting for a, a massive storm to come in and we were like, okay, if we get outside now and we get set up and we've got like we get it done in 30, 45 minutes, we'll be good. So we get out there and everything was wet because it had been raining and so they couldn't get the fire started and then it started sprinkling and then someone checked the radar and it was like, you know what? we had a backup location inside let's just and so we picked up the altar table we picked up all the offer we brought everything back inside and then had to restart a fire in the fireplace which was its own separate ordeal because we trusted (laughs) that the camp had known how to lay a fire in a fireplace and what they did was they put a whole bunch of big logs and then newspaper under it 
but that was I, it. <laughs> I, I mean, you'll get flames for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we did. And we were like, oh, we can start. Oh, now there's no fire again. So then we had to pause, and we had to, like, spend what felt like an absurdly long time trying to light this fire. Um, so anyways, it was a lovely ride, and... Don't be afraid to be like, nope, we got to move locations. Oh, well, we're going to be late because we can't get the fire started. Like, these things happen, and it's okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, so one of the um, attendees who is, uh, like, a, uh, I think they're in Rhode Island, maybe. Anyways, New England local. Um, so I don't ever see them outside of Harvest Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the opening meditation for the first time. And we had spent the whole weekend talking about meditation and trance up to this point, right? And so I'm already in that spot, and I know that I'm the seer for the right, which is, like, when I do that role, I intentionally... I kind of intentionally go into that light trance and just hang there during the the rituals that I can feel what's happening. Um, Anyways, he he had never done led a meditation before, but had perfect pacing... And, like, the, the correct octave of, like, radio announcer voice, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was, I, I mean, like, he, he started talking, and I just immediately, like, wow. Good. It was that's, very good. That's excellent. That's it was very good. It was also nice because, especially in the Grove and now at the prison, like, I'm leading a lot of rites, which means that I don't do the attunement or the meditation that fully like I don't let myself yeah um and so being at a right where I was seeing but other than that I was a participant was nice to be able to be like oh I can't like it's fine if I do this it's actually ideal if I do this right now um so yeah it was really I really enjoyed it good were there any uh particular lessons or, or new things that you picked up that you'll be bringing back? Um, I would have to check my notes. I know, for me personally, I'd like to experiment more with um, herbology blending kind of mm-hmm. stuff because I already, I already blend teas for taste, like for my own personal use anyways. Yeah. And so... Just kind of, like, we learned guidelines on, like, if you're putting stuff in for, like, either an energetic purpose or a whatever purpose, like, we learned the ratios of most of it should be tea. And then use a little bit for your whatever it is you're trying to do. And got a whole packet of contraindications for various herbs and stuff. Like, it was really well done. That's always good to have. Yeah, well, and because I'm going through it, because, like, there are certain things that I know I can't have, and so I'm going through it, and I'm like, okay, so we can't use that one, that one, or that one for right now, and that's fine. Um, so I was really I was really pleased that, um, that that kind of thing was included. So I may bring some of that back. Um, yeah. It was a lot of the same people as last year, and so we kind of had the opportunity to do, like, a what we did last year, okay, now let's deepen it. Yeah. And so, like, because I, I presented on, like, an intro to trance last year, and this year I presented on, like, really digging into induction techniques. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And 
like we talked a little bit last year about what goes into writing ritual parts and this year Kathleen broke it down into like annotations for how you consider what lines and how you consider it how it fits in the ritual so it was a really cool opportunity because she knew who was coming mm -hmm. and so was able to be like ah except for this one family it's the same people so let's deepen which was just really cool yeah um, that is awesome I also got to learn some new music so that I'll be bringing bringing always back. good yeah um, there was someone, one of the new people who was there this year uh, is, I think they're part of the Troth, but they um, had recently been to East Coast Thing, mm -hmm. or maybe Northeast Thing, I don't remember which one it was, but um, they brought back some songs, and so we learned, we learned some cool heathen songs. One of them, it's based on um, the Hoffamal, the Cattle Die, Kinsmen Die. Yeah thing, but it's a song that someone wrote based on that particular part of the Havamal. It's really pretty. So it's good stuff. You may be hearing more of those in the months to come. No complaints from me. After all, I just got to record you guys singing and stuff. So Yeah, fair. But, no, that's good. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad that it was a fulfilling trip. More it than was. Anything. It was a very fulfilling, a very needed trip for me. I think. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they are. You know, yeah. you, you've you just gotta get away, and festivals are the perfect place to do that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like I, and that's one of the things I like about Harvest Nights, like over some of the other festivals, is just that I didn't have to be on. Like, yeah. I wasn't. I I was barely Reverend Jan. I was definitely not in, like, Mother Grove leadership Jan. I was just, you know, Jan, coming to a festival and learning stuff and singing songs. and it, So it's really nice to be able to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And Harvest Nights has always been like that. It's always been like that. And so it was, like, I knew going in that I was going to get that, that I was going to have that opportunity. Um, so. Good. I'm glad it was good. I'm glad it was fulfilling. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you made it back all safe. Yeah. Yeah. That 12-hour drive back is all in one shot is hard. <laughs> it is. Did you stop at the Zoltar machine? No, because we didn't go through uh, New York. We went through Pennsylvania. Yeah, can't win them all. <laughs> we did get to... Part of that was because we had the opportunity, Mike and I, to have breakfast on the way out with a friend who lives in Rhode Island who we went to college with and barely get to see. And she's like, I'm going to be in town this weekend. And by in town, I mean where I, where I now live. And I know you guys are up here. So and we're like, can you meet us at 7.30 a.m. for breakfast? Great. So we did. <laughs> it was nice. Awesome. But that's why we went through Pennsylvania is because we, we had to go down a little bit to meet up with her. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at ADF.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.